0: Summer means heat and heat means fires. And here in California, it's an inevitability that each summer we see large wildfires just wreaking havoc across parts of this state that have been especially affected by drought and are so dry and brittle that all it takes is a spark, Mm -hmm. often uh, a very uh, reckless spark. Yeah, in in some cases, yeah. Yeah, often, you know, it's just brush and trees that catch fire. It's it's unfortunate. But it's, you know, wilderness, whatever.
1: Yeah, it could be a lightning strike. Could be a gender reveal party.
0: We don't know. But, you know, this is a very populated state. And increasingly, we've seen populated areas just get completely wiped off the map. Mm -hmm. It's surreal. And it happens more and more every year. I mean, it's definitely something that's gotten worse and worse. But it's also happened gradually enough that it's, it's easy not to notice how abnormal it really is. I mean, summer means fires, and that's just... How it is, I guess. Yeah, we are the
1: frog in the boiling pot of water. This is fine. However, when wildfires happen in places that almost never experience extreme heat and its consequences, it's a much bigger wake-up call that something is definitely not right here. And, um, you know, we should probably start paying a bit more attention to the bigger picture and what scientists say is actually going on. And the people of the UK got a very big wake-up call this week when they not only experienced record-breaking temperatures in several parts of the country, but also wildfires, not just out in the wilderness, but also in residential parts of London, where this thing, uh, it simply does not happen. It's absolutely
0: surreal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, here's the BBC. London's fire service had its busiest day since World War II, dealing with multiple blazes in record-breaking temperatures on Tuesday, London Mayor Sadiq Khan has said. The capital was one of 15 areas around the UK to declare a major incident. The fire started on a day which saw a record temperature of 40.3 Celsius, or 104.5 Fahrenheit, in Coningsby, Lincolnshire. Mr. Kahn said London Fire Brigade, LFB, received 2,600 calls as it dealt with multiple fires. He earlier told Sky News 41 properties were destroyed in London on Tuesday. In Wennington, East London, 100 firefighters tackled a blaze which destroyed several homes. LFB said two rows of terraced houses, four other homes, 12 stables, and five cars were destroyed by the blaze, while one firefighter at the scene described it as absolute hell. Dramatic images from the scene showed smoke billowing from buildings, some with their roofs collapsed, and extensive damage to the surrounding land. Speaking to BBC Radio 4's Today program, Mr. Khan said... Yesterday was the busiest day for the fire service in London since the Second World War. Normally, we get 350 calls a day. On a busy day, we can get up to 500 calls. Yesterday, the fire service had more than 2,600 calls a day. Meanwhile,
1: in addition to the worst effects of this heat wave, transportation was heavily disrupted, with reduced service across the UK's rail network, roads buckling due to concrete expanding, and an airport having to temporarily halt flights due to a runway
0: melting. Me runway's melting. Can't land on it. Can't land me plane. Me runway's Uh, melting.
1: And uh, we, we talked about this in a previous episode when these temperatures were first forecast, but it's easy to look at temperatures of just over 100 degrees Fahrenheit and wonder what the big fuss is, especially if you live somewhere that experiences these temperatures every summer. People in Phoenix
0: are just like those wusses over there in the UK. Yeah. That's why we won the Revolutionary War, even though we didn't know Arizona even existed at the time. But that's what we were fighting for, though. Yeah. That
1: was the dream. Yeah. Yes. Uh, even within the UK, some pundits were acting like this forecast was no big deal, and that anyone who didn't simply keep calm and carry on was uh,
0: a snowflake. Stiff upper lip. hmm Uh, The contrast between this dismissiveness towards the heat wave and then the actual reality of it was on full display in the UK's tabloid media. Uh, Here's the cover of Tuesday's Daily Mail with the headline, Sunny Day Snowflake Britain Had a Meltdown, and pictures of Prince Charles and a Queen's guard doing just fine out in the heat, fully dressed. If they can handle it, why can't you? (laughs) Uh,
1: Look, they're enjoying themselves. Yeah, it's just,
0: just a bit of sun. Uh, But here's the Daily Mail's website on the same day, with the top story being wildfires destroying homes in multiple towns across South England. Uh, And in a scene that many have compared to the movie Don't Look Up, a GBN segment last week about the upcoming heatwave featured meteorologist John Hammond uh, warning viewers how bad things could get, while the two anchors back in the studio treated him like Chicken Little. Uh, Have a look at this.
1: Like, oh, you see, John, you're outside enjoying yeah, the sunshine. It's not too it's, hot, it's, is it?
0: No, it's, it's absolutely lovely. It's, what, 20 degrees out
1: here. It's perfect. But um, on a serious note, folks, um, by early next week, you can scrap 20 degrees. It could well be 40 degrees. I think there will be hundreds, if not thousands, of excess deaths early next week. John. The charts that I can see in front of me are frightening. So we all like nice weather, but this will not be nice weather. This will
0: be potentially lethal weather for a couple of days. It'll be brief, but it'll be brutal.
1: Oh, so, John, you know, we can... We, no. Oh, yep. so uh, this is, so John, I want us to be happy about the weather and every single, I don't know whether something's happened to meteorologists to make you all a little bit fatalistic and, and <laughs> harbingers of doom. Because all of the broadcasts, particularly on, on the BBC, every time I've turned on anyone's talking about the weather, they're saying that there's going to be tons of fatalities. But haven't we always had hot weather, John? I mean, wasn't the 76, the summer of 76? That was as hot as this, wasn't it?
0: Uh, no. Uh, and, you know, we are seeing more and more records, more and more frequently and more and more severely.
1: Yeah, that is it, one of the most frustrating things to witness. And uh, it it corresponds with the clip from the movie so well, oh, yeah. where it's just like, come on! the The audacity of these women, or specifically the one woman who's like, Every time we have a meteorologist on here, it's always doom and gloom. I
0: I looked into this Why can't we put more of those happy suns up on the screen like we used to do? I don't know much about GBN. I've only noticed it in like the last year or so. But uh, would it surprise you that it has a a somewhat right-leaning editorial uh, outlook and that that specific anchor uh, mostly just tweets about uh, vaccine hesitancy? Okay, well, there you go. Yes, (laughs) I know nothing about it either. I was
1: (laughs) watching the clip and I'm just like, who, who are you? Like complaining about meteorologists t- t- telling them God, what's going on? You to guys, there's
0: always just such Demi Downers. Downers. Yeah,
1: it's it was frustrating to watch. <laughs> like just absolutely frustrating. Also, going back to like the the Daily Mail cover where they're like, "Look, Prince Charles and his big fucking ears can handle it. Why can't you?" And the uh, Queen's Guard. And then like this week, there's pictures of people watering the Queen's Guard. Yeah, yeah. Look, they're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. We need to water these people. we got to water these people. They're like, not going to do it themselves. Like
0: plants or they, they'll wither.
1: They can't move. Yeah. They can't move. It's against the, their law or whatever. It's probably
0: better that they don't move so the, they don't exert themselves. The
1: only time they move is when they switch spots and kick over fat American tourists. Yeah, yeah. put that on your Instagram. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, so, in that video, great little question there. What What has gotten into meteorologists lately? What could possibly, possibly be the reason that scientists like John here are so doom and gloom about the weather. Weathermen used to be fun. They used to have smiles on the suns. Yeah. And when it rained, they were sad. Now we want it to rain. <laughs> what? What's going on? We're living in the upside down. Yeah. Uh, after all, it's not like the UK has uh, never experienced unusual heat before. Yeah,
0: 1976. Yeah, just like she's,
1: like she had, almost like she had that ready to pull out yeah. of her big fat ass.
0: Almost like that talking point was uh, just sort of, sent out to all the naysayers.
1: Yeah, uh, well, yeah. So unless unless you've been living under a rock for the last 30 years, you know that the answer is, of course, that the reason extreme record-breaking weather events continue to happen more and more, often across the globe, is climate change. Yeah. Even if you don't believe, if you're on the
0: spectrum, people are like, well... Yeah, that's I mean, happening, but it's not human-caused or whatever. It's just like, well, it's you happening. You can't deny that there is a trend. And it's yes. easy to like, oh, oh, this one little thing. Oh, it was really hot for one day. What's the big deal? It's like, well, yeah, it's been record-breakingly hot all over the place, multiple times in just the last couple of years. Uh-huh. With weather events that were supposed to be once in 100 years, once in 1,000 years, all seem to be happening kind of at a really short range of time. Yeah. Why would that be? Maybe the scientists who've been studying this for decades, uh, have a pretty good grasp on why it is. Maybe we should listen to them. No,
1: they're just doomers who want to come on here and
0: ruin our morning news show. Yeah. God damn it, John. <laughs> hey, John, boo! But yeah, Britain has literally not been this hot since at least 1850. And they're not sure if it actually did hit it in 1850. Uh, it's possible that it hasn't been this hot in at least 6,000 years. But who's to say? I mean... They haven't been measuring that long, but that's, again, the science would indicate this is highly unusual. Well, God only created
1: the Earth 4,000
0: years yeah, ago. Yeah, how could so that it, be true? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, that must have been very hot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, homes burning down, it's obviously, it's terrible and it's it's visually shocking, but it's, it's just one side effect. Uh, we won't know for a while how many people this heat wave kills. Uh, but similar heat waves in continental Europe have killed thousands of people. Uh, a UK heat wave back in 2020 that wasn't as bad as this one led to an estimated 2,500 excess deaths. Uh, more than 700 people have died in Southern Europe in a heat wave happening there right now, and extreme heat is is much more common down there. They're not just completely taken by surprise by it, uh-huh. and they're still dropping like flies. Yeah, they, uh, uh, Athens just had wildfires too. Yeah, the whole Mediterranean is uh, uh, even like France, Spain. Portugal, uh, Greece, it's its cooking. And they're, you know, they're much more used to this kind of heat and it's still a fucking disaster.
1: And uh, it's ruining the economy. Yeah. The tourists
0: are not happy. Yeah. You know who was in, in uh, Mykonos recently?
1: Uh, oh, are we going to talk about
0: Oh, we will. Are we going to talk we'll, about him? We'll get to him in a little bit. Let's let's get back to this, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Extreme heat, way more common in Europe. Very unusual in the UK. They're kind of just not built for... No! For this kind of heat at all in ways that, like, southern Spain or southern France might be. Unless you
1: got a really big castle that has really deep, like, uh, like you hang out in the jail cells of a castle. Yeah. Nice and cold and dank down there. Nice and cold and dank.
0: Yeah. But yeah, NPR explains, uh, you know, how poorly equipped... Britain is for this kind of weather here.
1: In parts of the U.S., temperatures above 100 degrees Fahrenheit are relatively common. In the south and southwest, it's normal to record triple-digit temperatures a dozen or more times each year. By contrast, temperatures as hot as those recorded Tuesday are typically expected in the U.K. once every 100 to 300 years, according to the Met Office. Because of that, infrastructure in the U.K., from homes to commercial buildings to roads to train tracks to airport tarmacs, isn't always built to withstand the high temperatures. It can be difficult for people to make the best decisions in these situations because nothing in their life experience has led them to know what to expect. Petty Endersby, the chief executive at the Met office, said ahead of the heat wave, Here in the UK, we're used to treating hot spells as a chance to go play in the sun. This is not that sort of weather. Our lifestyles and our infrastructure are not adapted to what is coming, she added. For example, most homes in the UK don't have air conditioning. The British government estimates that only about 5% of homes have any form of AC and most of those that do have portable units designed to cool a single room. Meanwhile, nearly ninety percent of Americans have air conditioning in their homes.
0: Pretty nice. It is nice. And I've been I've been in Europe during heat waves and it is uh it's fucking brutal. It is inescapable. I was uh this was like ten years ago. I was in I was uh, like Italy I did a little Italy, France, Spain uh, bus trip in southern Europe during a really bad heat wave. This was like two thousand I don't even remember. It was, mm-hmm. it was more than 10 years ago. But, uh, yeah, it was fucking brutal. Like your, your hotel, there's no escaping it. It's just hot everywhere. And, uh, you just sort of deal with it. Yeah. And they deal with it by, uh, dressing. Very. Uh, I was very just gonna say, yeah, like
1: that's that's why they dress uh like they're doing a family photo on the beach. Yeah, with a white tank top, <laughs> yeah. white parachute pants, and a cigarette on a stick. Yeah, because getting
0: it too close to the mouth is too hot. Men wearing uh, very short shorts or or pants that are really just go up to the down to the knee. Yeah. Um No and socks. You know what's great? They wear it well. The heat. Bread and olive oil on a hot day. Yeah. Mmm.
1: Mm, oh, delicious. <laughs> Take it right off the scalp.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it's also important to note that homes in hot parts, hot parts of the U.S. are built to keep the heat out. Mm-hmm. While the older brick homes in much of the U.K. were built to absorb heat during the day to keep the house warm through the night. Under the impression that it would be cold during the night and you would want that heat to be trapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, for a lot of people, this heat has been almost inescapable. And while being out in the extreme heat, fully exposed for a little while is usually fine, Uh, prolonged exposure to extreme heat is where things can turn deadly. I mean, just look at any music festival in the US ever. Every fucking year, someone dies or almost dies of heat stroke at like Coachella. We're like, oh, what's the big deal? It's like 100 degrees. You're
1: sweating out like a gallon of water. Yeah, (laughs) You have to replenish yourself. And uh, beer and cocktails doesn't work to do that. Yeah, you gotta take steps to uh, look out for your, your health. That's why they literally have to provide legally water stations at music festivals. Yeah, Though sometimes, Those are uh, harder to find than the paid water bottle stations.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, heat, I didn't know this, but heat actually kills more people in the U.S. every year than floods, tornadoes, hurricanes, or lightning. And again, we're much better prepared for it than the U.K. is. We just go inside and turn on the A.C. for the 90% of us that have it. And uh, what's especially scary about this U.K. heat wave is that even the experts who, all those chicken littles, who, who knew that heat like this was coming eventually, uh, most of them didn't think that it was that likely to happen this quickly. And yet it has. And it will continue to happen with more and more frequency over the next few decades. Preventing the worst of it requires serious reductions in carbon emissions across the globe. But uh, at this point, I don't think any of us are holding our breath for necessary action to be taken. You see, uh,
1: uh, well, I can't remember which Jenner it was, but the kid did a TikTok. Just putting uh, her on blast, for taking a seventeen-minute private jet yeah. flight
0: from Camarillo to Dude. Van Nuys. Yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't clear whether she was actually on it. Like people were like, "Oh, it might have been like the plane just getting taken in for service or something like that." But yeah, literally like a five-minute flight.
1: Um, cool. Anyways, uh, it's just it's very difficult to have a posi- uh, positive outlook uh, about the future when things like this happen in the Western world and the powers that be still ignore it the same way as they ignore extreme weather events that happen in the global south.
0: Yeah, it's like, I mean, this is happening right on the fucking doorstep of, like, civilization in a lot of ways. Like, it's fucking London on fire from global warming. It's just... uh, How are you going to keep ignoring this shit? But they'll find a way. Real
1: shame that, uh... Now that Boris Johnson's resigned, he doesn't have to do some, like, uh, PR thing where he stands out in the sun and acts like it's not a big deal, like when he shook hands with COVID patients.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's also, like, I mean, he's already on his way out, but more and more people are glad he's on his way out because uh, when he was mayor of London, he, like, slashed the budget for the fire of course. department yeah. by, like, quite a bit, and that's that made their job this week uh, much harder. Yeah. So don't let the door hit you on the way out, Boris.
1: But, okay, look, that's enough uh, doomerism for today. Let's distract ourselves now with some other less consequential news. Like an update on the whole Elon Musk versus Twitter situation. I know, I know, but there is news about it. About two weeks ago, after months of aggressively trying to buy Twitter, agreeing to buy Twitter, and complaining about the deal that he had just himself made, best deals. Elon Musk announced that he was backing out of the deal. Uh, Twitter then promptly filed suit against Elon Musk in the Delaware court of Chancery to force him to buy the company like he said he was going to. Elon doesn't seem too worried, though, and uh, his impossibly pasty body, was spotted this week over in Mykonos getting hosed off on a yacht.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to body shame anyone, but this I is, do. He, he is looks the, weird. He's the pastiest man. Like, he is somehow whiter than Mark Zuckerberg. Well, Mark and... Zuckerberg had, like, SPF 2000 smeared
1: but all over Zuckerberg his skin. Zuckerberg is also
0: very, very pale. Like, yeah. if you look at any picture of Mark Zuckerberg standing next to a, a normal person, you're like, wow, there's a very pale man. Elon looks like a fucking ghost. Uh, he, he looks like a beluga. Well, aside from that, just uh, physically, he looks like that guy that's built to su- survive car crashes. Yeah, he does have a, an interesting physique. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what's to, going uh, on there.
1: I, I saw it compared to uh, drawings by Rob Liefeld. <laughs>
0: like picture the of uh, yeah, the Captain America where it's like seemingly taken from... T- he's doing a cubism where it's taken from two perspectives at once that are yeah, I mean, yeah, combined. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, the term barrel chested definitely applies. He, uh, he got a weird body. Doesn't skip PEC day, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a very, it's a very odd shape. Anyway, the guy, the guy hosing him off was uh, Ari Emanuel, the uh, inspiration for Ari Gold on Entourage, and also yeah. the brother of former disgraced former Chicago mayor. Uh, Rahm Emanuel. Ram Emanuel. Yeah. Um, it's a big club, and you're not in it. <laughs> yeah, and they're literally
1: out there on uh, a yacht that. Uh, you could probably see the smoke yeah. from, uh, from the very destructive wildfires that are happening.
0: Bring me my next can you
1: Can can the captain just adjust the ship yeah. to be facing the other direction, please?
0: Anyway, uh, while cases like Twitter versus Elon can often be long and drawn out, that, does, that actually does not appear to be the case here. Thank God. Uh, against uh, Elon's <laughs> wishes. Yeah, so th- this fight is going to court in less than three months. Yeah. Get ready. Uh, here's TechCrunch. As Twitter sues Musk to force him to close his $44 billion acquisition, the company wanted to fast-track the trial to take place in September over four days. But the SpaceX and Tesla CEO wanted to wait until February for a 10-day trial, saying that it would be unfair to go to court so soon. Today, Judge Kathleen McCormick ruled that the Twitter v. Musk showdown will be expedited and take place in October rather than in February. However, the court thinks that the case should be tried over five days, which is slightly longer than Twitter's proposal. This isn't quite as early as Twitter wanted to go to court, but the ruling still favors the company over its presumptive buyer.
1: And it's gonna be screened on one of those YouTube fighting apps.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know, like I I mean feel like Delaware the Delaware Court of Chancery hasn't previously had any trials that would be worth you know, it's a good streaming, time to, to but, uh, fire up the branding machine.
1: Yeah. Everyone's this, gonna know about this Court of Chancery.
0: Yeah, come on. Delaware, you love nothing more than making money by skimming a little off the top. Now you can skim a little off the top of your your own uh, court by just, you know, popping up a cute few cameras. Selling some t-shirts outside. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest winners of the Johnny Depp trial, the merchandisers and the streamers. Yeah, exactly.
1: So uh, we're all looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, It'd be great. I mean, Twitter's reasoning for wanting to move forward as quickly as possible is that the longer this is drawn out, The more harm is obviously done to Twitter's stock price, which they say is uh, under a cloud of Musk-created doubt. No company of this size has ever had to bear these uncertainties. Musk's team, on the other hand, wanted more time to investigate the absolute mountain of data that Twitter provided them and somehow prove that Twitter lied about its estimates of how many Twitter users are
0: actually bots. Which again, would also mean that they lied to their shareholders for years, which makes it Unlikely to be true. Yeah. But let's see.
1: Twitter, on the other hand, says that this is a made up problem and just an excuse for Elon to pull out of the deal during an economic downturn. Who do I believe? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really trust Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, so I don't One know. One of these is
0: a lot more plausible
1: than the other. I'm not a huge fan of Twitter. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think in this battle, the whole time, we've kind of just been like, he knew what he was getting into.
0: Yeah, Twitter seems to have entered this deal in good faith. And they're like, you know, we're instead of trying to fight this, the man wants to buy the company, so they we'll sell him pretty the fucking graceful company about the whole thing. Yeah. So anyway, the big question is whether or not Elon has much of a chance in this case, and we're obviously not legal experts, especially legal experts with an expertise in the Delaware Court of Chancery. <laughs> uh, but a lot of legal experts think... Do they have a mace? Like, they have to have a mace in that courtroom, right? They've, they've got some interesting stuff. Like, no mace. They should have one. Yeah, with like a cool like They should flag, wear wigs. Like flag with tassels and stuff. Everyone and they should march wear, it wear in. a wig. Yeah. 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 Just literally just a British court. Have fun with it. Yeah. this is the only, uh, Registering businesses is the only thing that Delaware is known for, and they need to lean into... Yes. How weird that is. Look, it's it co- is a tax shelter in the United States. Uh-huh. That's all it fucking is. You get
1: five days, but each day only consists of how many grains of sand can travel through this hourglass. Yeah. It's a big one. It's multiple hours. But as soon as that last grain comes down, I'm going to bang my giant gavel and everyone throws their wigs in the air. Yeah.
0: They should They should have fun with it. Yeah. And then if Elon loses, he's
1: banished from the country. Yeah. Back to South Africa. You
0: said so I'm banished. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, one reason that a lot of experts think that Elon's case is not so good here is that it's the judge who is handling the case, Chancellor Kathleen McCormick, has a bit of a background when it comes to this sort of cases. Uh, Here's Reuters. Judges have ordered reluctant buyers to close corporate acquisitions only a handful of times, according to legal experts and court records. One of those was McCormick. Last year, McCormick got the attention of Wall Street dealmakers by ordering an affiliate of private equity firm Kohlberg & Co. LLC to close its $550 million purchase of DecoPack Holding Inc., which makes cake decorating products. She described her ruling as chalking up a victory for deal certainty and rejected Kohlberg's arguments that it could walk away because of a lack of financing. The case has many parallels to the Twitter deal. Like Musk, Kohlberg said it was walking away because DecoPack violated the merger agreement. Like Musk, Kohlberg argued in part that DecoPak failed to maintain ordinary
1: operations. Ars Technica also quotes from a part of McCormick's ruling, which seems pretty relevant to the Tesla case. The buyers lost their appetite for the deal shortly after signing it. It's funny because it's a bakery. Uh, (laughs) As government entities issued stay at home orders around the country and DecoPak's weekly sales declined precipitously. Rather than use reasonable best efforts to work toward a definitive credit agreement, the buyers called their litigation counsel and began evaluating ways to get out of the deal. Without input from DecoPack management, they prepared a draconian reforecast of DecoPack's projected sales based on uninformed and largely unexplained
0: assumptions that
1: were inconsistent with real-time sales data.
0: Yeah, a lot of parallels there. Yeah. Especially, yeah, they, they, they signed up for this deal, like, right before the pandemic hit. And they're just like, uh... Uh, actually, you lied. So. Act, act
1: of God. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but what's crazier about the Twitter deal is that you could make a very substantial case based on the fact that Elon Musk himself buying shares and announcing a deal to acquire the company as much as he thinks he's like the best thing that ever happened to anything uh, could be seen negatively in a lot of uh, shareholders' minds who would then want to exit the company.
0: Eh, I mean, yeah, I... I it, he definitely, I mean, he's been very profitable, but he, he also has kind of ruined the stock market. He, the Tesla is, is a stock that has yeah, gone like, up and up and up, but the, it makes no fucking sense. Well, even
1: but, recently, like two weeks ago, he was like, oh, it's going to be a bad earnings report. Sorry, everyone. Oh, it's going to be so we're late. Oh, we're laying people off. We're doing this and that. And then, of course, it comes out that like not so bad. Uh, and uh, it really seems to be like a, a planned action because this is like the fourth time this has happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, still, it, it would be foolish to consider this case a slam dunk. It's just as likely that Elon gets off with a slap on the wrist like he has every other time he's broken the rules. Nevertheless, the situation has inspired the kind of um, wishful thinking previously only seen with, like, Donald Trump and Russiagate, uh, like this headline here from Insider. Elon Musk could go to prison and lose control of his Tesla stock if he doesn't comply with a court order in Twitter's suit, legal expert says oh my gosh wow look no (laughs) (laughs) fool me a thousand times shame on me Trump's good they're they're gonna arrest him he's gonna go to prison you're gonna see Trump in an orange jumpsuit I'm telling you I'm telling you a
1: nominal fine would be would be more than enough uh, satisfaction as far as uh, my expectations yeah I've
0: very low expectations. Yes. Here. This is. No one's going to
1: prison. This is dreamery written in <laughs> headlines. It is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant headline because nothing in it is untrue. But if you actually read the article, you see that Elon Musk actually going to prison over this depends on several other things happening first. He'd have to lose the case and then just completely ignore the ruling. And then, if that happened, the court could appoint what's called a special master. I'm assuming that's the Mays guy. Special master of the Delaware <laughs> Court of Chancery. <laughs> <Smash! laughs> Uh, who would act on Elon's behalf. Uh, they could seize shares of Tesla and give them to Twitter. They could fine Musk basically any amount of money until he complies. Or as a last resort, they could hold him in contempt and imprison him. Seems highly unlikely, but if anyone can do it, Elon can.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, th- this would never happen. Like, this is just a worst case scenario. But like, I don't know. It is, It. is, I'd put the odds at like, you know, 1%.
1: I think he's just been... It's not out of the question. He's he's on such... And has been on such a ego trip for so long that there's gonna be some tomfoolery going on in here.
0: Yeah, I mean, he... The SEC ordered him to kind of not single-handedly run Tesla, and um, he he didn't do that. Yeah. And they were like, hey, you're not doing that. And he's like, well, what are you gonna do about it? And they're like, oh, we got other shit to do. Well, so, I mean, he has a history of just sort of, uh, you know getting told he has to do something and not really doing oh, it. Without much consequence. Yeah. Uh, so I, the only I, thing I different here
1: is that I think that he wants to maintain a persona of being like this badass, untouchable dude. And that might blow up in his face because he doesn't seem like the type of person who's going to want to be like, well, okay, you got me. I'll show up in court like a normal person and act normal while I'm there yeah. and not tweet about it and uh, follow the advice of my attorney and do like... The amount, uh, per, the percentage of all of those
0: things happening is so low yeah. that something's bound to be stupid. He this. could end up in uh, the Tower of Wilmington. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Locked up in his chains, in, in the iron mask that they make all of their uh, their prisoners wear. Yeah. In, the, in the Tower of Wilmington.
1: He's, he's pushing the, <laughs> the spindle around, walking in a circle, and all it does is print uh, Tesla stock on an old stock tape thing yeah. up at the top. Yeah. Yeah, in the Delaware Chamber of Commerce they keep the mace. Yes. (laughs) On display. He who wields
0: the mace (laughs) wields the power. Wields the economy. Uh, yeah. So, speaking of lawsuits, uh, video game developer Bungie is on a roll lately with, uh, litigation. Mm -hmm. First, they sued that YouTuber for pretending to be them and repeatedly abusing YouTube's DMCA claim system to steal ad revenue from Destiny 2 streamers. Uh, now they're suing an absolutely prolific and flagrant Destiny 2 cheater. And, uh, yeah, this, this cheater really went above and beyond. Here, here's Kotaku. The complaint, filed in the U.S. Western District Court of Washington, and the latest in a spree of recent legal action by the studio, names Luca Leone as the sole defendant and accuses him of habitually violating Destiny 2's limited software license agreement. LSLA. According to Bungie, Leon was banned over a dozen times for live-streaming the game while using cheat software and was also involved in allegedly selling Destiny 2 emblems, including ones that were possibly from stolen accounts. Leon also threatened Bungie's community. (laughs) (laughs) Just as a cherry on top. Yeah. uh,
1: Let's turn this potential misdemeanor into a felony. Yeah. Uh, It continues, hashtag new profile pic tweeted the account, Inc. Cell on... Met. <laughs> Jesus Christ. At May 18th, alongside an image of Destiny 2 community manager DMG04's employee badge, Bungie traced the account back to Leon via a shared email address with the one he used to order merchandise with. He's a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the big deal? Uh, I've
0: supported this company so much over the years. He's
1: got every keychain.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I just realized I'll be moving to a place that's 30 minutes away from DMG, Leon wrote in a follow-up tweet. And then in a third... He is not safe. Wow. Uh, Then on July 4th, a Twitter user asked if anyone in the Seattle area was available to commit arson in the next 72 hours. Leon responded by volunteering. If it's Bungie HQ, you get a discount, by the way, he wrote. On July 5th, Leon tweeted for Bungie to keep its doors locked. Jesus fucking Christ. This is definitely the type of person who's like, butt my free speech.
0: Yeah. These are direct threats. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Threats because they keep taking down his accounts because he's just just flagrantly streaming himself cheating at their uh, free-to-play multiplayer game on Twitch. Uh, they keep taking down his accounts. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep it up. <sighs> I don't have anything better to do with my life than cheat at a game uh, with a studio that's clearly on to me and uh, keeps just having to play whack-a-mole with me. This is how I get get enjoyment.
1: It's not even that hard. annoying
0: entire companies. To get, like, a decent build in the game. It's like, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. So, yeah, this guy was also ale- allegedly involved in, like, hacking into accounts and selling them. Um, Bungie is not messing around with this lawsuit. It's understandable why. This man is a big thorn in their side. Uh, They're seeking up to $1.95 million in damages and also asking the court to block Leon from unsolicited contact with Bungie, its employees, and Destiny 2 players, which seems difficult to enforce. Uh, But they certainly seem to have the case to back that up. It's, it's, it's wild. Imagine being this much of a piece of shit. But That's I'm what's so confusing. confusing. About like, you. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, like, and I mean, you look at, you look at uh, the way companies like Activision enforce uh, rules against cheating, and it's like, you know, they could be trying harder. It doesn't seem like there's that much hustle. Uh, but yeah. this guy has managed to annoy Bungie so much that... Um, you know Their legal department is on the case. It's fucking wild.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. And it's like, the, the Destiny, like, the YouTube community, it's... Destiny kind of needs the YouTubers because th- the game is, uh, if you are not playing it all the time and you just jump into something, like, there is no explanation on what yeah. you should do or where you should go or anything like that. There's a new event now. Like, I just started playing again recently. There's a new, like, Solstice event. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I, I can do this quest steps but what am i what's my goal here yeah but you go online and it's like the most detailed breakdowns with like just real work done like actual real awesome videos it's like those people got to get paid that's not like yeah i mean enthusiasts sure but like making a little money off of it is there's nothing wrong with that yeah put a lot of time into it. it's good to see a studio uh gives a shit well also and it's like with the second guy it's just like you're just you're being brazen yeah. Like if you were cheating and it was way under anyone's radar, but you're showing people that it's yeah. not only possible, but
0: you're, that it happens. You're making Bungie look bad. They have. They can't just pretend you're not up to anything.
1: Yeah. Huh,
0: well, you, you uh, brought all this upon yourself, sir.
1: A lot of interesting lawsuits coming down the the pipeline. Yeah, we got go to get like a legal analyst on. On uh, the the third staff member is a, is a, is a legal analyst.
0: Yeah, someone who uh, you know got their degree in law, but. Uh, some? Just loves shit posting. Yeah, we need our own legal eagle. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Tech News Day. Please stay tuned for uh, more episodes coming up. But if you haven't already, we got a heist, baby! A heist happened. Uh, heists are back. So I don't know how any confir- updates on this heist. I don't know how confirmed it is, but I did see an update to a story that, uh, if the extent to which my imagination runs with it, is very embarrassing for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, unconfirmed but i saw i did see a follow up story that said that uh everything was stolen at a rest stop uh, so so he's, caught with their pants uh, down <laughs> so, oh jeez i really got to go hey you Psst, hey, no we all got to go hey you you locked the back door of the truck right <laughs> no i thought you locked it they just come running out just piss piss oh, all over up. Oh,
0: jeez they turn, pee all over each yeah. other, and then leave. Ah, slipping. They stay. <laughs> Whoa. They're running in place in their own puddle of piss. And it's just
1: like some, like, mid-50s, like, dad on just retired with an RV. Like, hey, have, we, have you seen all these gems they left yeah. in the back of this truck? Pretty cool. Well, see you later. These will be great lures
0: for my fly fishing kit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so, yes, uh, watch that video. Uh, there's other stuff in there, of course. And then we have uh, one of the recurring guests, a vintage almost, Weekly Weird episode with Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman.
0: They're back at it again, it's, and worse and than somehow ever. <laughs> even worse than ever, yeah.
1: So check both of those videos out, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.